Well, hello everyone, and welcome to a, another episode of Spilling Goods Podcast. You are listening to Hamoshi But I Don't, Luke Bradley. <laughs> and I am listening to that shit witch's hat with the rat's tail in the back that you've just shoved back into the attic for another year. Jack! <laughs> Jack! Just Jack! Just Jack! Just Jack! Hey, you guys! So, um... Alright, Liza. Um... <laughs> I have something really funny to tell you. Go on. Um, Spill it. So yesterday I was out on the, the dog walk, just uh, having a little good time. Just felt and I felt real cute. My little um, little boots that I had on. Yeah. And um, love a good bit. Yeah, just doing our own little thing, walking across this little like fieldy bit, and like, and then I get to a hilly bit, and then um, I'm like, right, okay, I can do this. Even if it's been raining, it's been muddy. Who cares? I got the boots on, enough grip, I can do this. And then the next thing I know is that, like, legs are in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the sky. And then I'm just, like, being sliding slash being dragged down the hill by Scout. He's got really excited that I've fallen over. Oh. And then, like, I'm just, like, pissing myself. And then I can just hear, like laughter in the park it's not that big of a park so you just hear like the, oh, no. the echoes of laughter so it was like great oh. everyone saw that fall, um, fall and, and it was like and fall and it was literally at the start of the um the walk, the walk as well i was like right okay i've got a whole walk left to do with like a, a muddy back <laughs> you don't like fall on your own terms fall in your own grass fall in your own goddamn company but just never fall in front of people because you just spend the rest of the day thinking about it <laughs> and replaying it in your head and thinking how embarrassing that is. Well, I know, oh. yeah, I hear that. I mean, I used to, but I kind of, there was a point, I think, in uni where I was, I would, like, just get myself into, like, like you know, falling over, whatever, just, like, stupid yeah. stuff, embarrassing things. And it kind of almost, like, desensitized to me to like em- to like embarrassing things like it takes a lot to embarrass me like so basically me you've slipping... been so much of a dumb bitch that <laughs> no more dumb bitchness even like comes close to affecting you anymore it just like fucking rebounds off you <laughs> yeah like yeah 100% like you know back in the day I would have probably like nearly cried at the fact you know cried with embarrassment because like I fell over but you know 2020 Luke is like laughing too and like wasn't that hilarious someone please show me the video I'm sure someone, <laughs> He's got the someone, someone got it <laughs> someone has that somewhere and you know what they're showing all their friends right now um I realized that this week was probably going to be a bad week because I had my um good sneaks on and mm-hmm. I slept but I didn't like slip and tumble and have a master tumble like you buy slept in a whole different scenario and you know, autumn's beautiful. I love autumn. Nature is perfect. I love leaves. Leaves are wonderful <laughs> until leaves cover up shit and leaves oh, yeah. are nature's, yeah. like, I don't know, invisibility. Camouflage. Yeah. Um, so I was coming out and my, my sneaks, my white sneaks and my good sneaks, and I sneak. slid sneaks. And I stood on this one leaf and I even remember. <laughs> thinking I'm going to stand on this leaf because it's going to crunch even though it's been yeah. raining for about two weeks straight of course it's not going to crunch I was being a dick so yeah. I go and stand heavily on this leaf and my foot takes <laughs> off and slides 
like cha cha slide the fuck up that straight. The baguette. Did you like glide across some I, leaves? I, I glided across the pavement, like just by one foot. Like I was like, oh, Michael yeah, Jackson, yeah. Like, ow! And yeah. I looked, and the biggest shit streak you have ever seen. <laughs> this yeah. one leaf had been perfectly hugging or cuddling this big diarrhea log of dark shit. <laughs> and I just, my brain was like, go on, stand on that leaf. And I, I, I went off. I felt like I was like in Fast and Furious when the cars put yeah. on like the nitro. <laughs> I mean, I took off under the night. And then yesterday, which was the day after Shitgate, I put the shoes back on again and I thought to myself, girl, don't do it. Don't put them on. Don't do it. Do not do it. So then I go to the shop, walking through the park, of course, leave city. And Miss Thing, Miss Mama, who I love with, decides, let's cut through the grass. And I thought to myself, I am going to style and fucking shit. Long behold, bitch. The biggest pile of dog shit has clung to my shoe to the point where I I was that upset. I've left the shoe in the hallway, turned upside down in a bag. I haven't even opened. I don't even want to go near them again. You know, it's not fair. I feel like those those uh, trainers are definitely um, cursed. They're cursed. Or oh. you 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 pissed someone off real bad this week, and that's and karma's coming to like get you. Or like this is some like voodoo shit. I well, have you have you ever, well, literally like voodoo shit, but have you ever, um, this happened to me the other day, and because my area where I live is quite leafy, and I was walking back from the shop, and it was, um, it was either like, it had been rain or whatever, and I was walking, I wasn't really paying attention, and you ever had that thing where it's like, it's as if like, your whole body, or your upper body, has, has does the fall, but like, your legs manage to like, slip and slide and stop? Just before you're about to fall. Does that make sense? Where like uh, you hot but the rest of your body's like done the fall and you kind of like done this big dramatic like <laughs> movement, like a interpretive dance in the leaves, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well that happened to me and I swear I nearly <laughs> nearly like went arse over to it again uh, for the second time and that was only what that was last weekend. Yeah. And um uh, I think, very I think graceful that. I felt I felt like a really dainty dainty ballerina in the in the leaves because <laughs> I managed to stop myself. <laughs> Luckily, no, it's all that time. <laughs> oh, that's good. Just that time, though, because, you know, you've already used up all your fucking ten lives of embarrassment in the rest of your life. That you don't feel it no more, anyway. But, yeah, I think, exactly. I think with Halloween being over, me and you clearly seem and sound like we're done with autumn. <laughs> like, no, not, not even the slightest. No, I, still, I am. I still, I still, I still love autumn. I love autumn, it, but so. I don't like them motherfucking leaves. Spookiness. And they're gone. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but, like... I, I even after Halloween, I still um, still have the spook factor. Like it's and it's only up until like what maybe mid December, and that's when I will start feeling jolly for Christmas. Well, as much as as much jolly as it can feel. Um, I I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ring ring, hello. <laughs> um, Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I am a very Christmas gal, anyway. Um, and I absolutely love Christmas. Christmas queen. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christmas queen, just as much as I'm a Halloween queen. But I like to celebrate Christmas by, like, watching Black Christmas. Or, <laughs> but not, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So about halfway through November, I'll kind of Kill steer... Kill a Santa too. <laughs> I'm going to just steer off and, you know, start doing my own little Christmas thing. But before we even talk about Christmas and shit, we need to talk about the very brief... 
brief, brief, brief trailer for Halloween Kills. Oh, yes. What is your him. thoughts, Mary? Talk. I mean, I was glad it was like a very, it was like snapshots. It wasn't like full-on blown scenes. It wasn't, you know, I didn't see everything because everything went by so fast. I was like, I don't know what I just saw, but like I loved every single second and I'm going to watch it again and again and again and again and again until my eyes bleed because, you know... <laughs> I'm... That's just me. I'm crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, um, I think I've you know, already watched it. I think I've already watched it um, about 20 times. And when this episode <laughs> airs on Sunday, times that by four, I will have watched it about 80 times. I've already watched, like, I've done that where I've paused it and dragged the little, like, length bar, the like, mm-hmm. duration bar over frame by frame so I could catch every single little thing because why oh you are a freak in the sheets oh no I am a freak and I didn't even need that trailer to remind that but this has solidified the fact that I'm a fucking freak and I've watched the <laughs> like the trailer breakdowns where people are basically spoiling it and bitch I don't care because I know I know what they are talking about and then some yeah. like, I mean it's not the feature like trailer that I want but then again, I thought to myself, if we got the full-length trailer now, that means they'd release another full-length trailer, like, next year in July or yeah. June, that will show even more new footage, and then we'll have other ones, and I'm like, right, I feel like what you said's right, I don't want them to spoil too much, because what I have now is love and proof that this film is going to be mental, chaos, carnage, Ugh, all that good and I don't stuff. know if I even want a full length track. I don't even need one like that. That one they brought out was just enough to like, like get me going. Where to the point where I could happily watch that until you know October sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like it's just, I don't give me a full length trailer because you're gonna give me too much away, and I don't like, like the whole film being mm-hmm. shown in the trailer. Because, because that that was half the problem with the promotion for Halloween 2018 was there is people out there like myself that will watch every single TV spot, every single trailer and, yeah. and watch them over and over to the point that when I went and seen the film, apart from like major moments, they basically spoiled the whole thing. With Michael Myers, you know, looking down the stairs to Judy Greer, him falling down the stairs, the house going on fire, all those parts I've seen. So I could have, I pieced the film together with yeah. my own with my imagination being one of them like cheap glue sticks that smell really good and I feel like if they if they release loads and loads of trailers for this one it will be the exact same because I've already started to piece little snippets they've shown together and I'm starting to put fucking two and two together and I think I would prefer that. rather than like a supersized trailer of like different bits give me like just like give me a I don't know a three minute scene like to mm-hmm. to really like to really get me int- interested like not nothing too big or too small but something like juicy enough in 3 minutes to like keep me going until until it's time until next year which is a very <laughs> very very long time away and with this trailer coming out and them releasing the date of it it feels longer do you know, do you know what i'm saying it just feels it's yeah. like oh well halloween's coming out in halloween but not this Halloween, next <laughs> Halloween. I'm like, are the you whole year today. <laughs> Halloween in three years' time. Woo. It's like, <laughs> this is a bit ridiculous. But 
the trailer gave me all the goods that I needed, you know, with some good Kyle Richards that we see very briefly twice. And I know that that bitch broke her nose for real filming this film, which I think I seen that off um, The Housewives. And I don't even watch that show. That's how dedicated to the cause. No, yeah, it wasn't in. She didn't. No. I seen it somewhere Not anyway. She broke. She said she broke her nose, which means the bitch is getting. Into she it. she she probably did, but it wasn't brought up on Housewives. Oh, was it not? I, you would know mm-hmm. if I'm going to fucking talk yeah. about Housewives. Then it's going to be you, bitch. But <laughs> some good Kyle Richards action. It looks like there's going to be like Michael Myers just going around any house or anyone he comes across and just fucking people up. And I uh, saying I can't wait is like an understatement. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in like Halloween Kills we'll see like the same night play out, but like we've already seen like um, Laurie, Allison, um, yes, and Karen. Yeah, um, we've we've seen like their night. I wonder if like maybe at the start of Halloween Kills we'll like backtrack a little bit and see like some of like the supporting people, like you know, like Miss Carl Richards what happened to them at the same time that happened, you know, you know, yeah. in, in the concept of the night, cause I don't, I don't, I obviously he did more than the, what the, he did in the first one, but maybe mm-hmm. we didn't see it. We didn't see his full, like savagery yeah. among, you know, that night. You, I, I think, I think that's a good point. I think that could probably happen. Um, I could imagine, or when, when I watched the Jimmy Lee Curtis talking with Nev Campbell, she says, basically the clip that they use of, Remember, it was like Laurie Strode screaming like a little burn and she's in the back. Apparently, that is like mm. the start of the film. Um, so it all carries on through there. So I think like Kyle Richards and stuff, how they come in is like a come up in the news or, you know, there's there's something happen. And you said you probably get like character moments where you see what her life is like. And this yeah. is like before you find out that Michael Myers is obviously on the news. And then I think then once they find out what he's done, him all, like, burnt to a crisp and shit, they're gonna all, like, come together righteous as fuck and just start causing havoc. But what did you think of Michael's mask? Because I'm gonna be honest, I think that's the scariest he's ever looked. Oh, it looks... It looked like a little cherub, like, off um, Valentine. It was so, like, oh, yes. little and, like, creepy and, like, chubby cheeks. Like, I don't know, it just looked really... <laughs> Like doll like, you know what I mean? It kind of, it almost didn't look like him, but did at the same time. It was really weird. Mm. It's because it's because one side of his head is completely singed of hair. So yeah, he's got this one side that's like bald, and it's got like <laughs> you're right. It's like it's got like this be like the side that's bald. It's made his eyes look all bigger and blacker, and his yeah. face look all weird. And I don't know, he just looks like really creepy, and I'm absolutely loving for it. Or as Paris Hilton would say, I'm sliving. <laughs> Do you like that? You like it? I like it a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get into um, the main course of this episode. Mm. And um, we are going to be talking about the um, 2005 mm. West Craven werewolf movie extravaganza starring Christina Ricci, Cursed. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Get off the stage! Now, we have to say, though, from, like, from, you know, for all of its, like, wrongdoings, it has, like, ex- a spectacular cast. You cannot deny, like, the casting in this is, like, spot on. Aye, uh, there's, if there's 
one thing straight out the gate that you can possibly say about Kurt is that the actual the entire cast is lit. So obviously right, yeah. Judy Greer, Christina Richard, Richard, pardon me, that was the, <laughs> I, no, sorry, I was mid burp, and instead of saying Richard, Richard came out, I was like, oh my gosh, um, Joshua Jackson, like Shannon Elizabeth, Maya from Miss Maya, Yata Tata. You've got Portia de Rossi, Ellen DeGeneres' wife. Well. You've got, you know, uh, what's his face from um, the Social Network. What was it called? What's it called? He's in. Oh, Jesse Eisen. Jesse Eisenberg. Something like He's that. He's in Zombieland. Yep, Jesse what's Eisenberg. It called? Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Him. And you've got that sexy, sexy, sexy. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Milo. Milo. Something. I don't know. He's in. He's. So hot, like it's unreal. If you've seen him, I don't watch the program This Is Us, but I, I've seen clips and I've seen enough to know that like he's like so hot in that. As a common Dublin person would say, he's a ride. He is a <laughs> ride and a half and three quarters. If I had ever seen one and everything that he's in, I think he's a ride. And there's something yeah. that he's in, and it must be some sort of like one of those kind of shit horror films. And he's got like the beard and all, and I remember that sort of like slanted lap he has. That like oh, that's, I was just about to say that his mat is so sexy. Like it's just he's just an absolute ugh. treat. And for him to even be in this and then be the character that he is, and then the character he becomes, I'm like, I love you even more, bitch. And uh, like, please just be let the best me use your face in. as a seat, bitch. <laughs> oh, he's a treat. But um, even in the cast as well, the guy. I think he's called Derek Mears. Yeah, um, Derek Mears, who plays the werewolf. He also plays Jason and the remake of Friday the 13th. Who played, you mean the actual, the, 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 the actual the, live action yeah. werewolf that we see, like, giving the fingers. That. Oh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, um, I just want to, like, I just want to just say that at the, at the top is like, the idea of like a werewolf slasher is, is such a great idea. And I think this movie like has so much potential. And I know we um it's been said, so we don't know for real, but like I think it is like legit. There is a a, a what is a Wes Craven ver- even though he directed it, there's a version of the film that's like a, a lot more um you know, horror with like actual you see the the proper kill scenes and as well, there was also a load of more like stars that had like cameos in it, but like uh, like Mandy Moore was in it in like in one of the original like cuts. But because for this film, it had so many people like coming in and out, like producers and writers mm. and directors coming in and out of this film, that it ended up being like you. this hi- like a hybrid of like seventeen different people's vision. And I think if they just stuck with fucking Wes Craven's version, they would have had like an epic like, werewolf slasher, like, yes. thing. Because it has so much potential, and it's got re- some really, like, fun moments in it as well. Um, like, the, like, the thing is, is it, that when you watch it, and knowing the team that's behind it, like, yes, the cast is... The cast is brilliant. Like, that's... It's very rare that you kind of have a cast where the 80% of the cast, you know who they are. Like, yeah. you don't just know who they are. Like, you know what they've been in where they're from, the lot, but you know their birthdays and shit. But it was, like, the creative team behind it as well. Like, here you have Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, who wrote it again, who is behind the 
the film that we hold as our own fucking holy grail. And here is a film that you... When I watch it, it's like there's so... Not so many, but there's a few moments in it that I think are brilliant. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. the only things about the film that I actually like. And then when I kind of done some research on it and found out that it went through like post-production hell, you once you know that, you can tell. Like, you can see clearly yeah, the, the way the it. film is, that that film was butchered through post-production. And I think um, they said somewhere like 70% of the film that like Kevin Williamson had wrote and Wes Craven had directed was replaced. 70%? Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you watch it, you can kind of tell exactly what scenes he wrote and they don't. And you, yeah, and you and can like, tell what well, scenes the, 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 the best scene, I think, of the whole movie it has got to be Maya in the car, you know, the parking Our lot. Park scene in the a, best In part. her little, like, you know, cheetah print outfit and she's, like, yes. being chased down by the wolf. Like, that is the best, hands down. And you can tell there's definitely points in that where you know, they cut that bit and there's, there's more to that scene, almost like you see her being fucking ripped to shreds and stuff like that. It's like in, it's like towards the beginning where um, Sean Elizabeth, she like, you know, her car goes off the road and it like, rolls down the hill and mm-hmm. she gets like, her shoulders get ripped into by the, the wolf, but you see yep. it for a split second and it drags her through the bush. You know for a fact there was a lot more in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you just know, you, they, they, if Wes Craven's directing it, he ain't directing some, like, namby-pamby, PG-13, we-don't-see-nothing movie. Like, exactly. it's Wes Craven. Like, he's, he, you know, he's a horror legend, and he's not going to put himself on a, in a movie that's like that, you know? Wes I mean, it's Craven so... made Nightmare on Elm Street that had fucking Johnny Depp being sucked into your bed and blood spraying all over the walls. He was known that for Scream... They to even have it's like R written or like you know eighteen written. He still had to cut some of the goriest moments, aka like Drew Bar- Barrymore dangling from a tree. They had to speed that up and cut it. This is not yeah. a man that voluntarily <laughs> decides to shoot Shannon Elizabeth, get her shoulder, but for a second and get dragged off. But what you said before <laughs> was about Maya's scene is easily the best part of the film, and that like. That scene in itself has such like an essence about it, where you really get the whole slasher werewolf vibe from yeah. that scene, and I feel like that scene is the best. It's intense. The way it's done is brilliant. It's simple. I did it just carry that same essence throughout the film, which I'm assuming they did, but of course it's lying about some fucking Dimension Studios floor somewhere. We'll just never get to see it, and I just think that's such a shame. I mean, I, I, you know, I stand with them. I say release, you know, release, release the, Craven, the cut. Craven cut. Like, come on now. Because I, I, you almost feel like when you watch it, you're watching sort of like two movies in one. Mm-hmm. You're watching this like sort of like werewolf slasher slash just a buck standard like werewolf film. I, I, it's It's kind of, it's hard to explain, but like the whole premise is like, you know, there's a brother and sister, Christina Ritchie and Jesse, what's his face? I'm just calling him um, Mark Zuckerberg. It's, uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm first. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, same thing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, they have an encounter with uh, Sean Elizabeth where she like, they, this, they um, get to a car wreck. They, um, she gets you know, ripped shreds by this werewolf. They get both get bitten and they go through the change. <clears throat> and then... 
at the same time, there's, you know, there's people being like stalked and killed off and um, that do link in with the story. And then you kind of have the, you know, there's, there's, there's loads of different things in this movie. So it kind of does feel a bit like chaotic because like so many things do happen. However, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but it's just kind of like surrounded by like not so good stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like the them getting bit by the werewolf and then you kind of tell it to turn around the werewolves. And then there's something to do with they've all got like the fucking devil star in their hand. And then there's all this other mad stuff. On top of that, there's like terrible dialogue, which even when I was thinking, I had to look at myself go, Kevin Williamson, bitch. He's yeah. like, there's moments where they're, um, you can tell when it's like genuinely trying to be funny. Um, and it's trying to be like clever or a bit playful. Yeah. You know, like a bit like a tongue in cheek. Like we know this is a werewolf film. We're not so. taking ourselves too seriously, but you can tell someone somewhere was like, well, let's fucking make a whole show of it. You not take yourself seriously. Let's make it a comedy. Like there's just, it's just a feel. The whole film is so discombobulated. Let's say. Yeah. What's really interesting though, watching it kind of like now, because I, have, I haven't seen this film for years. And um, I first watched it when it first came out in 2005. So like I was what, like 14 and uh, me and my best friend from high school, like, we just kind of, we loved it. We thought it was class. We were obsessed with it, like, to the point where we'd, like, and it made us laugh a bunch, because, like, towards the end where it's, like, the big, huge showdown, and they're in that nightclub that's also, like, a haunted house attraction yeah. type thing. It's it's, it's, um, it's very strange, but I'm living for that whole experience. And you even see, yeah, you know, there's, like, there is an homage to, uh, like, West Craven, because you see Freddy Krueger in the background, but, like, it's just, like, a wax figure. Mm. Right, I didn't even but notice when, that. But when did you not notice that? But yeah. when um, but uh, when you find out and spoiler, you find out that Judy Greer is the werewolf or one of the werewolves all along. And I will say this: she's so good at playing a bitch. Like it's just it's unreal. Like, she's just so good. And um, it's when uh, we're obsessed about it because there's a moment where she um, she's like like mid or she's just been transformed to the, into the werewolf at one point, and she's like shit and like runs off and then like um to Laura out Christina Rich is like oh yeah um she's got a fat ass and big and whatever it is yeah, and she's, she's like a, she's liar a, and like flips her off as the werewolf and oh my god it's the funniest thing like it's it's just I mean I think that was definitely on the like the Wes Craven Kevin Williams side rather than like the other writer side because I thought that is like genuinely funny like someone who is a werewolf and like an extra being but still has that like mentality of I'm still a woman at the end of the day or a human being and like you ain't yeah. gonna say shit to me bitch like it, it was that kind of essence of it rather than being like you know a slapstick type thing if that makes sense yeah like there was that is a really good example and then I'll even point out another example where you can tell that they had nothing to do with as when as you said like Judy Greer like fucks off and then for Christina Ritchie to get her out she's like she's got a bony ass and like starts like slag her <laughs> out and she comes out and gives her the fingers that I actually thought was like so funny and like and it was just so off kilter that like I loved it it was like the right amount of silly while because it, it comes out of nowhere you just it don't does. expect like this werewolf to be like so so pissed off or like touched by the fact you said she got a bony ass yeah, like, she's and like it's funny because it's, it just plays into the whole vanity of the character and it really suits the character and it makes sense for why she would kind of come out and like do that gesture and I, I think it 
that was like a really funny moment and the heat the height and the heat of all the ridiculousness but then you have moments where you have let's just uh let's just call him mark zuckerberg we have mark zuckerberg <laughs> he opens his door and there's all these dogs and he starts howling and then oh, yeah, they all yeah. start howling and i'm like that's an example where you can tell there's nothing clever or funny in that that's just downright stupid that's yeah. like stupid and then it's moments like that that was just like took me out of it you couldn't really tell you could tell someone wrote it as a, like a real tongue-in-cheek comedy and then you can tell someone wrote it not being aware that we were laughing at them not with them and then that's where it kind of fades me for a bit because there's just the, the ingredients are all there like come on a, a werewolf slasher film we've seen dog sh- soldiers at worked you know that yeah. was like a werewolf slasher and we love it this had all the potential to be that, but the yeah. And the version... thing is, like, there's also like so many great like locations. Because like, I I love the fact that it like it's like set in LA and Hollywood. And it's very like very much in that world because um, Judy Greer's character is um, I think she's a a publicist, and then you've got Christina Ricci. She's like a an exec or something for like a talk show, and I like that it's in that kind of like world and. Yeah. Uh, those sorts of like people, it it just it all works and like having, especially with it being like in two thousand and five and like that that nightclub where it's called Tinsel and it's like some like weird Halloween like attraction, but it's also like a club and everyone's just kind of like just chill about it and like know what it's like it's like it's a normal thing and it's like of course in Hollywood that would be considered like yeah, normal which, or even maybe boring <laughs> you know, to some people. So up our street. There yeah, was like a 100%. haunted house nightclub. I, that's like two words collided. I feel like I would implode. I feel like I would actually like burst like and just yeah. burst into like a bag of guts <laughs> if there was a like a horror themed nightclub. Ah, oh, I just shit myself. But I, I do, I do think that like the there was a lot. There's a lot of like misdirect in this movie where it's like right, okay, it's a bit too much now. Like, like we we get it. Like you're trying to make yeah. out like everyone's a fucking werewolf. But I felt like there was, there was the like it felt like the the big scene with the with the wealth and they're in the club and like they're all kind of locked in locked in it. That feels almost like the final act, and then you yes. get to like their like Christine Ritchie's house, and actually that's the final act, and she's like now fighting with Joshua Jackson, who's the who we find out was that is the main reason he's like, he's he's a wealth and he caught he you know, turn Judy Greer by accident from having, like, rough sex, which is kind of funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, that's, and you know, she's doing her things because she wants to get, you know, back with him. And as she said, if she can't have him, no one will have him. Yeah. But then to have, like, another final act back at the house, it just felt like a bit, oh, like, a big massive anti-climax. Because, like, you've had two endings there. You, I think they should have maybe extended the the scene in the um mm-hmm. in the club like we, we, we don't off, need it like we really yeah, don't need it it could have all ended there like you kill off judy greer and you're like okay cool great we thought we killed you know the main bitch and now oh you want to play up to joshua jackson okay cool now you want to play up yeah it, it felt too disjointed um it just the the film felt like it was over at that sort of nightclub museum venue that they're in and the Judy Greer <laughs> was was the main one and I was at peace with that and then it continued and I thought to myself 
like, even when they got back to the house and they were tidying up and cleaning. And then I thought, you know, you'd kind of have that final reel where yeah. Christina Ricci feels that she's still a werewolf and you'd have that sort of final gags where it zooms on their eye and she's got the werewolf eye or, you know, you see her spine and that kind of be it. And then this yeah. whole fucking other scene played out and it was all about, what is it again? It's like, um, it's something like the eye of the beast. Is that, is that what they call it? The things on the hand. That's the mark of the beast. Mark of the beast, that's it. And, and they kept talking about this goddamn mark of the goddamn beast. I'm like, right, I get it. You're a fucking werewolf and you have a... I get it. You don't need to keep telling us. I was here 40 minutes ago, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm still here, stupidly, thinking that you were over and you're not. And I just... I mean... Yeah, I, I kind of feel like there, there was definitely within all the different cuts and whatever, there was a lot more to the movie. I honestly think that the club was like the final showdown. And I think they added the last bits on, um, you know. Yeah, to give Joshua's whole... character some sort of purpose because... He... Yeah, however, you didn't need to. Like, he, he could have, like, it, it could have been just like center around like judy greer like just going fucking mental because like that that in itself is like you know if maybe they didn't kind of it wasn't she wasn't trying to do it because you know she she wanted to get back at joshua jackson it's just a case of like you know she's now a werewolf and she's in Tinseltown and she wants to fuck up some girls that like that just either piss her off or anyone that pisses her off or like a deal gone bad she's she's axing them off yeah yeah and i think that would have been so much better and I hate to, you know, make the connection, make the reference to the film I'm going to make the connection to, but it's, that sort of ending was very, like, Scream 4, like, Scream 4, like, when Kevin Williamson wrote it, the intention was that the film would end at the house, and Jill had killed Nev, and Jill was, like, left there for dead, essentially, or, you yeah. know, it played out, and that was when the film was to end, but then when they had brought in the other writer, um something Kruger, whatever the hell his name is, then he wrote in the additional scene of the hospital. And even in Scream 4, there is that feeling that eats at you that the hospital scene doesn't feel like a Scream scene. Or at least for me, anyway, I think that scene in Scream 4 feels very disjointed from the rest of the film. And it feels as though someone literally just clapped it on at the end. And it's the very same thing, the feeling I get with Cursed. Kurt should have ended at that nightclub. Maybe had that little moment when they're at the house and she's tied in and you can see she's still infected. That's fine. Leave us in a cliffhanger. I'm not mad at it. But then to just have this whole drag of a scene happen. Like, don't get me wrong. Seeing Joshua Jackson get it in the throat with a shovel was cool. <laughs> and yeah. like it just like yeah. burst in the flames. That's cool. But it just it, it's not enough to save that it just like dragged the film on. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think it's such a shame because there's so much potential in this, and there's so much like good in it, but it just gets overshadowed because of all the behind the scenes shenanigans that happened. And it's like, I just watch it and just wonder what it could have been if they just fucking left Wes Craven alone, like just you know. Bring, if, how can you bring on an icon like Wes Craven, someone whose vision you would trust with the likes of Nightmare on Elm Street 
Um, even like films like The People Under the Stairs, which you know yeah. on paper you wouldn't think would actually be a good film. That's like really really good. Let the yeah. man do his goddamn job. You hired him for a reason, and then to hire Kevin Williamson, who's the you know the last time I goddamn check, the last two films that he done with Wes Craven were fucking amazing. Let the man do his job. I do not. That's why like production companies and the idea of Hollywood is like how quickly they can just taint the film because here is a final product that I'm almost positive we would love yeah. that we will never ever see that even after his death we'll never see the light of day which I think is just so sad and the thing is it's like you know for a fact like because the history books will tell you that Kevin Williamson can write a fucking slasher like he just can so if you know that he's attached to a film and so is Wes Craven. You as, you know, as the 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 head of the company, or head of the network or whatever it is, the um leave that shit alone. Like cause that that is a delicious duo that you don't want to fucking mess with. Like, come on now. Yeah, so like if he... you know, if you think like, you know, uh, before this, the last film that they did was Scream Three back in two thousand. So it's only what, a couple of years later, so you know like it's it's a it's a magical mix. So just leave that shit alone and have an amazing werewolf slasher film. But no, you have to come in and make it some sort of like teen drama. I yeah. guess I don't know. Even better yet, the last film they done was Scream Two because Kevin Williamson didn't even write that. Even better yet, the last film they done was a huge success, was admired by critics, loved by fans, and racked in serious moolah. And then yeah. you're gonna. You know what I mean? And then you have Wes Craven's other and repertoire of like The Faculty, having involvement, Halloween H2O, all this good stuff and you're just going to fucking, you know, and even to this day, we, do, we don't know if Wes Craven had, you know, like carried on writing the additional scenes, but I don't think he did. Yeah. I, I, you can tell when there's scenes where like the dialogue's really bad. Like, <laughs> There's some terrible dialogue in this film, and the way even bless Christina Ricci, um, you know she can't help herself. And some of the scenes as well, her acting was very questionable. And I was like, bitch, stick to child acting because this <laughs> film is not going down. It's it's not the bomb dot com. Well, you know, sometimes like you don't you don't know like how much was already filmed, and then they had to like say reshoot or. You don't know, like, what... Because um, we, we don't know how much Wes Craven shot with them and then did someone else take over. We don't, we, you know, we don't really know. I want All we know, to know. There, was a lot, there was a lot of stuff going into it and a lot of people, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, you know. So that could have had a, an effect on cast and people and scenes. And, yeah. you know, if it's bad writing, and no amount of good acting can make bad writing good you know exactly and if only I think that's why it's such a shame and it's so disheartening because scenes were like Maya and the car park and how it's the I think my favourite thing about it is it doesn't with a lot of slasher films that we talk about it's very much if someone walks into their pending doom two minutes later about five minutes later they're dead and it happens yeah. very quickly this was kept going and kept going and this bitch was like fighting. I was oh, like for her. I love when when she like she's in that moment she was just so clever. Like so she rolls under the car at first and the thing's trying to find her. 
Then she like clings onto the back of a like uh, yellow jeep, like some sort of ninja. And then she runs all the way to the elevator, gets in there, and is like trying to like scale the wall. Yep. And then you know, then she bites the dust. But like, you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's she just she did everything right, but she was just she was up against like something rather than someone. She was up against something like. It's just mm-hmm. insane. Like, there's if you were, if you were being chased by a werewolf, like you're dead. Like, there's like, you know, you're you're dead until it's killed you. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you're gonna get out of that that scenario. Yeah. You're you're not like you don't think the way she was thinking, and that's just the beauty of it because she would. There's the top bitch that really, really, really puts up a fight, and I yeah. love nothing more than a scene where people put up a fight in a slasher film because, like we what me and Luke were talking about prior prior to even recording this episode was about like the remake of Black Christmas and and stuff and how a lot of the good stuff sometimes is cut out yeah. of films. You know, like PG thirteen rating cuts out like the gore and it's very much like that with slasher films is the the guts of the film is the intense chase scenes and that's that sort of really what would you do in that scenario? How would you survive that scenario? What are you wanting yeah. to do to survive the scenario? And that whole scene really played up to that. Like, the bitch was crawling the elevator walls. You know, and, until she... She was doing the most. Uh, like, she was she do- done the doing worst everything. thing ever, which was, let me peek out this hole. Until yeah. oh, she yeah. done that... That, that was, was game like, over. Like, she should have just stayed in the box. Like, in the elevator, stay, even. Or just keep on climbing up. Don't yeah. even... You know, where, you know what I mean? But even then, those sort of moments are good because it has you effectively shouting at the TV. Like I was saying... Dumb bitch, you're a dumb bitch. And to me, that that's a good film. Whether it's a dumb decision or not, I was, like, calling out to the TV. And whether yeah. this was a shit film, that happened. Don't go in there! <laughs> Don't go in there! So, um, so tell me, to tell me your uh, overall feel, Josh, tell me all, all. Go on. Hugely disappointing, considering the creative mm-hmm. team behind mm-hmm. this film a creative powerhouse of a team and I would never even have thought of a better combination so disappointing so convoluted disjointed um, and extremely uneven because yeah. while there are moments where like this whole slasher werewolf, werewolf hybrid works and when it works it really works it's just let down by really off-putting um, and strange placement of scenes and dialogue but for that reason, unfortunately, I'm going to give it a four axe wins out of ten. What okay, was... that's 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 a better score yeah, than I thought you, know, you were going to give time it. Yeah, that too. is um, yeah, um, you know, I just feel like there's just so much potential. I've said it, repeat, I keep repeating myself, but there is. This film does have a lot of potential, and there's so many good little nuggets in there, little moments, and the cast is insane. And like I, you know, we've heard that there's there were other people that were in the cast that, like, would have been, you know, made it even more insane because, like, there was a lot more, you know, celebs in it. And um, it's just a shame that all the the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, really affected the final, you know, final thing, final cut. But this film does still have a little soft spot in my heart because of, like, you know... Me and my best friend from school, like, we watched it, we thought it was, like, you know, we thought it was campy, we thought it was grey, um, be, like, 14. And, um, yeah, so, I'm gonna give it a... 
five and a half out of ten. Yeah, I I would have expected about a six for me to be fair because you know when, when I was gonna I was it was originally a six, but after talking to you, it's like mm, I, I've heard all the all the points, I've heard everything you got to say about it, and mm, it's a five and a half. See, it's funny you a say that because two. because me coming away from this, I feel better about it. Than, oh really? Yep, like it's it's still a four, but it's a four that I'll watch again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because the, <laughs> yeah. The, there's moments in it that are like so good that like it is know, entertaining. Like, there, I, I, that's one thing. If if you entertain me, the job's half done. You know. Yeah. Sign me up. I'll probably end up getting this film on Blu-ray. Here's me sitting naming <laughs> it four, and I know I can feel it in my bones already. Like, well, I'm sorry, right? If you if you've got fucking Halloween 2009 and Halloween two on Blu-ray, then you can get this film on Blu-ray. I'm sorry, you can. Those were the same films, bitch. <laughs> that was the same film, bitch. I... No, I thought you got the second one. Yeah, I do. Halloween, the second one is 2009. No, 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 no. So, no, the Rob Zombie Halloween and then mm-hmm. it, its sequel. You've got them both on um. I do, Blu-ray. but that is yeah. because I am a diehard Halloween fan. Um, I'm, I'm, look- I'm looking at them right now. That's not even the worst. I have shrooms on Blu-ray. And I hate oh, that God's movie. Sake. It's terrible. I, it's terrible. And I have a friend, Aaron, who you know very well, who him and his boyfriend, um, I slagged them off to this day because they completely disagree with the fact that I think that Shroom's a terrible film. They love it. And I think their love for it is putrid. I think it's Well, I'm sorry, but that terrible. that just speaks that speaks to their character. Yes, and that's their, what I say. And their Edge who they are yeah, to the core. Like, they are just rotten to the core and <laughs> soulless human beings. Like, They're fucking I bet, monsters. I bet they really... I bet they loved uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween more than the original. That's the kind of people that they are. <laughs> oh, there's a type that, like, they love, like, the third, you know... I will always know what you did last summer. That's the sort of people. <laughs> I bet they're with. insidious, like fans, like number one fans. Like they, they yeah, you know, four. seen all the sequels. They've got like <laughs> the merch. Well, you know what? And I cannot wait to tell them because Aaron's forever saying that I'm not giving him a shout out. I'm going to say, bitch, tell you and your boyfriend, you and your human monster, <laughs> to tune in at 46 minutes, bitch. <laughs> you're getting your and, ass. Uh, Red Aaron, let me just say, Aaron, if you are listening, you um disgust me for liking that <laughs> film, and um I don't know if we can continue being friends. So it's gonna take me a minute, but um uh. I think I can get there, but I'm not sure. So um yeah, go fuck yourself. Bye, Aaron. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. I'm gonna have that. Like, um, whenever his untimely death comes, I'm on that plane at his funeral. I'm like, <laughs> everyone, tune in to episode 52 of Spelling God's podcast. <laughs> and Aaron, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you fucking Gila monster bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was fun. Uh, Th- that's, that's a roundup of our Halloween episodes. Halloween's over now. Yeah, that was our bonus Spooky, spooky, because it's going to be out on the day after Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as those words left my lips, I knew exactly what I did. I was like, that's not Halloween, but it's the uh, day after. <laughs> it's going to be out on All Saints Day, as they call it, somewhere in this world. 
Um, it's going to be out on Halloween Part 2. Yeah, the She-Mix. Yeah. Halloween Part 2, the She-Mix. And, um, and then the rest of these episodes are just going to be plain old, normal day-to-day episodes. So bon up the fucking teat. <laughs> but before you do, uh, <laughs> go follow us on the gram at... Spelling Guts Podcast. Follow us on the tweet tweet at... Spelling Guts Pod. Catches on Facebook. <laughs> Did you have to remember where else the fuck we were with? No, I just literally had a mind blank. I had it all geared up to say it, and like I even did a hand motion, but nothing came out of my mouth. Yes, and, um, I woke up my hands too, bitch. And finally, go subscribe, give us a rating, comment, send us a dirty message, and DM me, yourself. all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Put it, bring it our way, baby. Bring up all that goodies. All that goodies. <laughs> all that good. And on that note, goodbye. Deuces. Oh, 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 oh,